Good morning and welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning, our weekly study of Mesilas Yesharim, the great Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, who takes us on a path of how to be a best and better version of ourselves, to constantly be working, to improving, to growing, to not be stagnant or complacent, to not be stuck where we are in life. But every one of us has so much more to do, to accomplish, to achieve, to grow, both personally, professionally, in our avodas Hashem, in our service of Hashem, and in so many so many other ways. Uh, I want to uh, invite anyone who wants to sponsor the series for the year. We're looking for a series sponsor for the year. A great schos, a great merit each and every Wednesday morning. People all over the world learning Mesil Sesharim together. Ten minutes. The changes, the radical improvement to their life will be in your merit. If you're interested in sponsoring the series for the year, please be in touch. You can email lee at brsonline.org. Or to sponsor a particular shoe, you can uh, go on the Link brsonline.org slash sponsor. All right, we are in the Midah of Hasidus, and as we've been discussing, Hasidus does not mean to wear a big furry hat and to have long, long pious, to have long pious. Hasidus is piety. Hasidus means to live a certain life, life of righteousness, of religiousness, of piety. It's, Hasidus is defined by the Ramchal as going above and beyond, not mailing it in and not getting away with the bare minimum, not trying to do only good enough, but striving and having an ambition to be great. We see this with our own eyes. We see this empirically, this mida, this quality, this desire in relationships, that relationships are enriched and relationships are improved and relationships thrive when we don't get away with the minimum, when we don't do just enough, but we anticipate the needs of the other, when we are excited to exceed the request of the other, when we're so happy to make the other party happy and go above and beyond. And we see this in so many realms. We see this in marriage, we see this in parenting. Here's the rule. Any parties between whom love is strong, love is authentic, love is great, love is true, Shalom Yomar. So those parties, they don't say, Eh, it's good enough. I put the dishes on the counter. They didn't have to make their way in the sink. I schlepped the uh, laundry basket to the laundry room. I didn't have to put it in the washing machine. I bought them cubic zirconium. It looks like real jewelry. It doesn't have to be real jewelry. I did this. I don't have to do that. When we really love someone, we go above and beyond what they asked. We don't wait for them to ask. We do even before they ask. So the reflection or the um, evaluation, if you want to know whether there's an aza be'emes, is there a burning, true, strong, genuine love? Is there a bond? Is there a respect? Is there an admiration? One can measure it by how far the parties are willing to go for one another. Are they satisfied with it's good enough? Is it a marriage? Or is it a parenting-child relationship? Or is it a friendship which is just barely holding on, it's in survival mode, it's good enough, or is it thriving? Is it blossoming? Is it flourishing? Is there commitment? From instruction given, a person should deduce what the other person's mind, what's on their mind and what they want, and to attempt to go above and beyond it. And what's true in marriage and in parenting and in friendship, what's true professionally in work, to go above and beyond, to exceed the expectations, to exceed the ask of the other, to anticipate the needs of the other, is true in our relationship with Hashem. 
Are we Ovde Hashem? Are we the type of people in this world that we do the bare minimum? God says that's good enough. That's a bidiyevet life. Good enough. You could get away with it. Good enough. Or do we say, God, I love you. You're so good to me. You're kind to me. You're giving to me. You're generous with me. And I love you. I want to confide in you. I want to communi- communicate with you. I want to connect with you. I want to bond with you. So I don't just do the bare minimum. I don't just do enough to put a check. I don't just do enough to be good. I want to strive for great. I want to be great in my understanding of you and in my sharing and confiding in you and in my connection with you. The same holds true for the person who loves God, a faithful love, a true love. For he too is one of those who are devoted. So a person should think. Now, the difference is, when my spouse says to me, could you get the kid ready and drop them off at camp this morning? Could you take out the garbage? Could you do the dishes? Could you pick something up on the way home? Husband to wife, wife to husband. When the spouse asks something, they're asking something for the family, but they're asking something for themselves because they can't or don't want to or don't need to be the only one to do it. Everything God asks of us, he doesn't ask for himself. Everything God asks, all 613 commandments, every expectation he has of us is for us. He is the master of the universe. He's omnipotent, infinite, and perfect. He has no needs by definition. So any ask he has of us is for us, is for this world, is for his other children, our siblings, the rest of humanity. It's for us. So all the more so, when we go above and beyond, we do more than the minimum, we anticipate that need, it's not his need. We are anticipating his reflecting to us a need which is really for our own benefit. We shouldn't say, It's good enough. Shulchan Aruch says this, or the Torah says that, and that's good enough. Or after atzmi b'masha mutal alai al kol apanim. I'll get away with the bare minimum. The least expensive mezuzahs, the least expensive lulav and esrog, the least amount of kashros standards, the least opinion in observing Shabbos, the least amount of having to give tzedakah or volunteering to do chesed. I'll do the least amount. People sometimes ask me, you know, mezuzahs come in all kinds of price points. You could pay $40, $50 for a mezuzah, and you can pay $150, $200 for a mezuzah. So people sometimes ask, what mezuzah should I get? Is there really a difference? First of all, there absolutely is a difference. It doesn't mean that the seller who's selling it uh, represents that difference. Unfortunately, there's a lot of counterfeit, and there are a lot of corrupt people in that business. But it's someone you trust, someone you know, then you need to know that the quality of the mezuzahs, the standard of the mezuzahs, are not all equal. They can be different and that price reflects those differences. So I always say, what kind of car do you drive? What kind of car do you drive? Do you drive a luxury car? Now, a regular, standard, inexpensive car will get you from point A to point B. If you step on the pedal, it'll get you there. Today, it all has power windows, power locks. Are you satisfied with the minimum when it comes to your car, or do you have all the bells and whistles? Do you have a luxury car? Do you have a name brand car? Where do you shop for your clothing? Do you buy non-name brand clothing? Or fashion, fad, do you keep up? Do you need the latest name brand? Let me see your watch. What kind of watch are you wearing? And the answer to those questions dictates and determines which mezuzah you should buy, which lulav and esrog you should invest in. If you're not satisfied with the bare minimum, with the lowest standard, when it comes to the material gashmias of your life, then you cannot, must be, not be satisfied 
with the lowest standard, the mere minimum, when it comes to the spiritual part of your life. A person can't say, good enough, bidiyeved, is it good enough? Technically, do I fulfill? That's not what it's about. Now that I've learned, now that I see that God prefers this, God desires this, God loves this, God wants this, God craves this, again, all for me, but it's what He wants. My eyes should be wide open. I should be looking longingly. I should desire to give Him nachas. We have a beautiful song. This is the notion. A person who gives nachas. A person who gives pride and pleasure to his creator. Yotzro's creator. That's our mission. That's our mandate in life. It's the way that we were constructed. It's the way that we were designed. When we give nachas to our parents, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. When you give nachas to a parent, when you give nachas to a superior, when you give nachas to somebody you look up to, you get a tremendous geschmack. You get a great feeling, a deep satisfaction, a profound fulfillment. Well, the greatest superior there is, the greatest parent there is, is our Creator, is the Almighty, is the Master of the Universe. And when we give nachas ruach liyotzro, when we behave and conduct ourselves in a fashion where He doesn't say, we're mailing it in, we're getting away with the bare minimum, with the lowest standard, it's good enough. But we say we want to do the best we can. We strive and we search for piety. We're overachievers. So many people are overachievers in the physical world. Overachievers, Ivy League or bust. Overachiever, have to work hard, make more, make the most, be the best in every area, every arena. What about spiritually? Are we spiritual overachievers? Are we trying our hardest? Are we communicating to our children, our grandchildren? that we want them to succeed in the physical, and we want them to strive to achieve and overachieve in the physical. But much more importantly, we will get nachas when they strive and achieve and overachieve in the spiritual, in their learning and in their prayer and in their chesed, in their tzedakah, in their qualities, in their character. That matters even more. Nimtza klala chasidus, we see a principle. We'll just finish this up. So you see that piety is the same category as precious, as living a disciplined life. So precious, the ability to be disciplined, to live without, to say no, to go above and beyond is in the realm of that which is forbidden, the negative. And Hasidus piety is taking upon ourselves more in the elective and the positive. They're two sides of the same coin. To go above and beyond, to do more than what is asked. This is the definition of real piety. And with that, we end chapter 18. Next week, we'll begin chapter 19. The elements of piety will further dissect and define so that we can begin to pursue that level of piety. But I leave asking you and asking all of us in every area of our life, do we want to be pious spouses and pious parents, pious friends, pious employees, and pious service of Hashem? Pious in the sense, chasidus in the sense of above and beyond. Passionate, on fire, eager, trying to do more than just the bare minimum because that will reflect and that will define us. Again, if you're interested in sponsoring this series for the year, please be in touch and please contact. You can sponsor an individual class at 845 Living with Emuna. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.